Welcome, everybody, to another episode of the Broken Clock Podcast. A special Games episode. Can't... Wow. I'm in the middle of this. Sorry. You're special, Thank Joe. You. I really think you're special. Uh, this is another episode of the Broken Clock Podcast Games Cast. As always, my name is Adam. I'm Johnny. Oh, shit. <laughs> Third chair. I yeah. didn't agree to this. No, you don't have to. You interrupted me. Say you your name, You did this to damn yourself. It. Joe. And we are guaranteed to be right at least twice a day because that is the motto of the Broken Clock Podcast. John, welcome. Happy Christmas. Happy Christmas. Joe. I Wait, guess... is this Christmas or New Year's? This is Christmas. This is Christmas. Okay. We messed, see, we messed up when we recorded last week because I thought it was Christmas, but Christmas had already technically happened because we were recording these crazy out of order. Um, but uh, Merry Christmas, Joe. Oh, thanks, guys. Yeah, it'll be just in a couple of days. This will go out the day before Christmas Eve. Hmm. So hopefully you guys uh, are enjoying your time because you are not here in the States celebrating the Christmas season uh, with us. You are out in Japan. So yeah, what are we going to do on Christmas, Joe? Konnichiwa. Yeah. Are, are you, all right, hold on. You're Wait. not. Are you, you're going to the KFC Christmas, no? Well, I, we have to order in advance. Okay, because Joe, do you know about this? Because he told me about this, and apparently KFC on Christmas is like a super big deal. You don't in Japan. know about Kentucky Fried Christmas, and no. it looks awesome. Like you get like a gift bag and like specialty a dinner. Plate. What? You yeah. get a plate, yeah, commemorative plate. Yeah, John, tell us about Kentucky Fried Christmas so, because you told me about this in person, and I love it. So, in order for Kentucky Fried Chicken to start being more popular in Japan, it came over to Japan like the seventies. They were trying a bunch of things to make it more popular with the you know, Japanese people, because it's very American food. Uh, they started selling wine, and then they're like, what else can we do? Uh, and they're like, let's create a holiday. And they're like, well, what kind of holiday is not popular in Japan? Japan like, created Christmas? Christmas. Yes. KFC? KFC created Christmas. And so they were like, all right, well, we'll use Christmas, and we'll have it be our own thing, essentially. I mean, not their own thing, but, like, we'll take advantage of it, and we'll call it, call it Kentucky Fried Christmas. And you can order your own Christmas basket, or Christmas set, as they're called, um not a bucket for some reason uh everything's a set meals are meals are sets and stuff um and uh it blew up because everyone it's it was new and now you can also have wine and it's to the point where you have to order your meals uh a month or no i don't that's not a month anymore but several weeks in advance which is now so yeah do it so uh you can order your set and there's multiple different sets and they have uh the things that are only specific to the kentucky fried christmas menu hmm. so they have like a chicken cream pie which is our way of saying chicken pot pie um or their way of saying chicken pot pie uh they have a uh potato scratton dish um and then you can get a whole chicken if you really want one but it's super expensive uh and they usually come in like festive buckets and you get some sort of gift, like they have a plate that says Happy Christmas 2019 on it. Or you can get a mug that has Moomin, who is like a very popular cow character in Japan. Yeah, it seems like a, the perfect thing to do on Christmas. Yeah. It's so nice of Japan to create Christmas for us. I know, that movie Klaus got things really wrong. Mm. Yeah, so, there was no Asian characters in that whole movie. Yeah, and definitely no Kentucky Fried Chicken. No. I didn't see the colonel anywhere. No. The cultural appropriation is just disappointing. Out- <laughs> outrageous. <laughs> mm-hmm. I can't believe it. Uh, but no, we hope everyone out there has a safe and happy holiday season uh, to you and yours uh, from us at the Broken Clock Podcast family. Uh, and I hope you guys are having fun currently in Japan. Uh, I'm sure we yeah. yeah, I'm there with John. It's miserable. <laughs> yeah, don't you drive get there each before other crazy. Me, so you know, you could just go off and do your own thing. Yeah, go have all the fun before the fun ends. <laughs> <laughs> um, but so normally we would be doing our uh, 
what we've been playing this week, but we are recording early, as I mentioned. Um, so as Joe's interruption indicated, this is a very special episode. Yeah, Joe. Uh, we will be doing our year-end awards uh, and game of the year discussion. Uh, we had the game awards recently. Um, they did their own thing. We're doing our own thing. I don't think we match up in the slightest with anything <laughs> that they did. Um, so we'll be going through. We have some superlative awards that we'll be intermixing with our top five games of the year each. I think we're doing things a little differently than we did last year. Last we year we differently did differently every year. Yeah, we mix and match. It's fun. Listen, this has no prestige whatsoever. So there, there's well, really there no. There's Jeff really, Keeley's not here. Yeah, exactly. That's how you know it's not real, Joe. Jeff He's not walking jealous. through that door. We don't have anything. Uh, Vin Diesel's to give not out here. That are heavy, oh. and people say how they're heavy there every time they get one. Yeah, that's true. I do say that every time. Yeah, every single time. Oh, it's just so heavy. It's always surprising. It's It's made of metal, dog. More heavy than I thought it was going to be. Yeah, it's always surprising. I say that about the Oscars, too. They've been saying that for 85 years. Hmm. Um, So last year, I think we did a points-based system where each game got a point value based on where it ranked in our list. And we read them out that way. This year, I think we're reverting to how we did it the year before, which is we're going to go around. We're each going to give our number five game, our number four game, so on and so forth. Obviously, there will be some mixing and matching Uh of... My five, maybe John's three, or my two, maybe Joe's four. But we'll each kind of jump in and, and discuss it a little bit. So uh, in between all of those rounds of our top games, we also have some fun little categories we created to kind of discuss some other games we played or maybe didn't play. Uh, they may not always be things that we like. Sometimes they may be things that we didn't. Uh, but just kind of give a roundabout feel for uh, our Broken Clock podcast, uh, Gamescast Gaming uh in 2019 so are you guys ready you guys ready to discuss the year that yeah. was 2019 in yeah, our gaming yeah uh, yeah so we're gonna start things off on a down note with our most disappointed uh disappointing game of the year who would like to go first i'll go first okay my most disappointing game of the year was marvel ultimate alliance 3 how come john well because i bought a switch for that well i bought a switch in okay. preparation for that i was gonna say to be fair you bought the switch for like 15 games that came out from around june, the same time from june to december but uh, it was but that the was very the first, first game one. that was the first one it was yeah. the very first game i put in my switch and i was instantly just like yeah i don't like this and i still don't like it i i've gone back multiple times to try and play more of it and i'm just like this is just not fun like, I, it was a little bit fun when, like, the three of us were playing it. Yeah. Um, and I feel like that's where the fun is going to come from. But I think we all stopped kind of playing it pretty quickly. I know yeah. I didn't beat it. I instantly moved on to something else. I liked the game. Like, don't get me wrong. I liked the game. I just think, like, at the time, I was expecting a Marvel kick to, to come around. Yeah. And it didn't. Um, like, because I, I think it was right around the time or right before... I think the new Spider-Man was supposed to come out. And so it had been far enough from Endgame uh to where i wasn't still like all marveled up and then spider-man was just okay oh, yeah. uh, so that didn't even like keep the, the yeah. kick going uh, so i think that's what cost me in the end from playing it more i liked it i don't think i was disappointed by it uh in the same way but i get what you're saying because like we immediately all pretty much stopped playing it well and i think my big gripe about it too was that the characters i like as characters are not fun to play in the game Oh yeah, I've, and we talked about that at the time. Yeah, too. like my my the character I like to play the most. I don't like the character at all. It was Miss Marvel. Like she was the one that had the most like useful attributes to her character. Yeah. In the game, but like I don't care for her character as a person or a character. But yeah. like Spider Man was just not good. Spider Man's always tough in those Ultimate Alliance games too, because like you're in confined spaces a lot of times and. Spider-Man's fun and swinging around and like doing stuff. Yeah. And you don't really get that vibe. 
I mean, I'm pretty sure my team when I stopped playing was all spider people. Well, but, that's what I tried doing. But I just, I really like the characters of, you know, Miles and Spider-Gwen and obviously Peter. So I was like, yeah. oh, I, I want this as my team. Yeah. Uh, they've since added people that I'm really excited to like go back and play when I think I'd get another. The next time a Marvel kit comes around, I will give it another go. Yeah. Because like they added Colossus, who's one of my favorite X-Men. Like yeah. they've got X-Men DLC that they announced at the Game Awards that will be coming. Um, so that should be really fun. Um, but yeah, no, like I, I don't want to say I'm disappointed, but like I... I see exactly where you're coming from mm-hmm. when I didn't really play it as much either. Yeah. And that's a shame, too, because it was the first game that you bought for it. I mean, that's kind of the way the systems go anyway. You're like, oh, excited, and you're like, oh, I'll get this game to tie me over for X game. And then yeah. you're just like, oh, um, well, I, I should have just waited. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, because ultimately, like like you said, you had 15 games that yeah. you were looking forward I, to. I didn't wait for very long. No, exactly. You had a you know a wealth of games that you could play. Yes. So. Yeah. Uh, you got over it fairly quickly. I the did. Initial disappointment of like, oh, I've just bought this system and the thing I played didn't. Yeah. yeah. Well, I just feel bad because it's like on my shelf and like I have no compulsion to finish it. Mm. Yeah. I, again, you may get a Marvel kick at some point. You give it another try yeah, I'm because so. you're invested. It might, you know, or maybe they've put out patches that have tightened up controls or done things that that tweak it. I honestly don't know because I haven't touched it either. But <laughs> that's uh, yeah. No, that is. That sucks that it was disappointing because we were all hyped for it. Yeah. I mean, we were all pretty excited oh, for yeah. it. I mean, I was also, I didn't enjoy the game really at all. And I just felt like it just didn't feel as polished as the other ones because mm-hmm. I played the Marvel Legends games. I played Marvel Ultimate Alliance 1 and 2. Yeah. I played through all of those. And then I got to this one. I'm like, I don't know. It doesn't feel right. Yeah. Like, it feels like they tried to change it up in some way. And even it didn't seem that different but it still didn't play the same well they didn't explain the camera and like they did they did some tweaks to it that made it a little bit different uh i'm so far removed from it given how quickly we all stopped yeah like i don't even remember what i liked or didn't like about it because it's just so far removed from it um but yeah that is you know that sucks to to be disappointed in what was a pretty big release for nintendo because they published it it was Yeah, and it was the third game in a franchise people wanted a third game from in quite some time. I think I also didn't like the fact that it so closely resembled the like Thanos of the movies yeah, and stuff. Yeah, it was oddly like, into the movies, but oddly also not into the movies. Yeah. Yeah, the weird mixture of the different art styles. Yeah. Like, you know, the Guardians of the Galaxies clearly were supposed to be the movie Chris Brad, and, but yeah, then yeah. like other characters were clearly comic inspired yeah yeah it was just like oh this is bizarre i don't know why you would go with that yeah yeah i didn't i didn't like because like the movies had just told this really awesome cohesive thanos story i didn't want to play another thanos story like i would have preferred literally any other villain or whatever it would have been like playing marvel ultimate alliance 2 after watching civil war you'd be like oh no i just watched them do the civil war yeah i don't need that movie was great yeah i don't want you to do this other version that's not as great Mm -hmm. um so yeah that that also uh ranks high on the disappointment scale for that as well Mm -hmm. um what about you joe what did you what were you disappointed by in 2019 other Uh, than me what other than me always that's not just this year that's every year (laughs) At least I get an award. That's uh, true. Is it heavier than you expected? <laughs> it always is. <laughs> the burden the that weight, you put on Joe. The weight on my shoulders. Yeah, <laughs> it's, heavier, it's heavier than you expected. Uh, for me, it was uh, Dr. Mario for the phone. Oh, God. Yeah, I'm, I'm lumping that in for mine as well with uh, Mario Kart Tour. Like, how just you... the Mario mobile games this year. Yeah. How do you just, how do you fuck it up so badly? I don't know. How do you not just make Dr. Mario I don't understand phone? it. It's it's the perfect phone game 
it has the ability to immediately buy into microtransactions. You got to have a ticket. Like you need a prescription uh, fill out in order to play the next level. So you got to wait 20 minutes or buy unlimited, you know, script pads or something like (laughs) that. Like it's all there. Yeah. You, you don't have to do anything like Tetris has been making it work and it's pretty much the same thing. Like, yeah, I, I don't know. When it came out, like we were all excited for it. Mm-hmm. Like finally, Doctor Mario on the phone. Like I can play it whenever. I can play against friends. Like it's gonna have online. None of the other ones have online. It's gonna be so good. I can't wait. And then just done. I deleted it the same day. I downloaded it. Same. I I played like five rounds of it, and I just went like, "This is it. This is what they did. They murdered my boy." Because <laughs> yeah. it's not even hard. Like there's no, no challenge to it. You just literally like tap where you want the pill to go and it just goes there like it's not like you have to have like you know twitch timing or anything like that to be able to get it to work you just go okay i want it there and it's like you win oh my god why you're so good at this you just won oh my god and apparently it does get very hard later on but i'm not gonna wade through the 30 levels it takes to get into the media yeah like if the if the first 30 levels aren't fun why am I sticking around? Yeah, especially if you have to wait for the timer to go down so you can start another level or yeah. whatever, you know, timed-based thing you have. No, no thank you. And Mario Kart Tour was kind of the same thing for me where it was just like, okay, it's not really... Like, you could have given me a sideways, I gotta tilt my controller to drive with, like, touch gas and brake buttons and you just gave me this one-finger tap thing. Which, yeah, like, I they know... want you to use one hand. Yeah, I know that's been their philosophy since Mario Run. But, yeah. like, even Mario Run's changed to one-handed, you just jump. I still had fun with that game. I mm-hmm. completely beat that game. I got my $10 worth or whatever out of that. It's a shame. Yeah. Disappointed. Yeah, it's so disappointing. Um, and you said Mario Kart was your other one to Yeah, that? Yeah, just the Mario output of mobile games from Nintendo this year is just my disappointment. Because I looked at my list and there was nothing that, like, there were things I didn't like as much as I thought it, but I wasn't disappointed by any of them. They were just like, oh yeah, I had, I had fun, but didn't play it nearly as much as I, you know, should yeah. have or could have. But, like, I still had fun when I did play it. It just didn't hold my attention. But these I just straight up did not play. Yeah. Like, I think I booted up Mario Kart, did one race, and was just like, no. Just yeah, no. same. Uh, like I, I don't, I don't even think I finished the race. I just went like, "Oh, this is how it works." Yeah. With the weird tilt no. function shit, no. and I just went, "I'm not even going to bother finishing this." I no. gave it more than that because I think I raced four times, and then when I found out you can't actually choose your racer and it's a random uh, loot box drop, I was like, "Oh, that's that kills the game for me." Because yeah. the first one I got was Bowser. I was like, "Why am I going to use Bowser?" Yeah, no. ever. I got Toad. Yeah, I think that's what I got too. Was Toad. Um, well, I, the one after that. I think everyone oh. gets Toad initially, and oh. then you oh. get another kart racer. <laughs> yeah. yeah, like I said, I didn't even finish the first. Yeah, race. I, I yeah. did like four races, and I would like won by a landslide, and then I like realized you could change the controls to something else because it like has like turn assist on it. Oh yeah, yeah. And I was like, no, I don't want that because I just felt like I was just drifting the whole time. There was no actual turning. I was just constantly drifting. So I turned that off, and then still I was winning by a landslide. And mm-hmm. then I got my first character, and it was Bowser. And I was just like, nah, I'm good. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, so those were our uh, most disappointing games of 2019. Uh, moving on to our first of our uh, really good games that we like. We're going to give our honorable mention before we get into our top five. Uh, so who would like to give an honorable mention to a game they played this year? Something that didn't make your top five. Joe, I think you said you had four or five games that were almost your number five game. So why don't you go ahead and start with your honorable mention? Yeah, my my one through four were all fairly obvious to me. I was just like, yeah, it's definitely these ones. But then when it came to the fifth game, I was like, oh fuck! Like I don't know which one to actually put 
in here. So I like, went through my list of things that I, I beat this year, um, and ultimately I decided on uh, Days Gone being the last game. All right. Okay. Yeah. Uh, Days Gone, uh, you know, it was, I would say, like, a fairly generic original idea. <laughs> like, yeah. You know, Zombies, it, 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 it took, world. yeah, it was, it was so many things generically thrown together that ended up working out so well Yeah, that I completely finished the game 100% did everything in it. I love a good open world game. I managed to make like the combat, you know, fun, the driving fun, uh, you know, story and stuff was a little iffy here or there. It had some good twists and turns. Um, but, uh, ultimately I still really enjoyed the game, but I just didn't think it was like game of the year material yeah. because of the like generic yeah. of a lot of it. Yeah. That's something I, I wanted to play. Um, and we'll probably play at some point. I'm not in any rush to just because of how like generic and samey it is. Not that that's a bad thing. Um, yeah. It's just, it's generic and samey, but in a good way. Yeah, exactly. Which is yeah. everything that I heard about it. And I, I just wasn't in a rush to like, sit down and, and play that also like i need to be in a mood to play an open world thing mm. um but that's exciting because that's good to know that it's like i like when playstation exclusives are good as a you know playstation fanboy so to speak yeah um <laughs> so i i do enjoy that so that's that's uh that's pretty good what about you john what's your honorable mention i'm not sure i have one i didn't finish very much this year mm-hmm. so i don't i mean my top five are pretty solid okay so it's the five games you finished this year <laughs> uh, yeah i mean i I didn't finish a lot. I started a lot and didn't get very far in a bunch of stuff, mm-hmm. and we'll get into that later. But there are five games. I finished more than five games, but the five games I finished are solid. And Cream of the crop type yeah. stuff. You know what they are, and you know where yeah, they are. Yeah, absolutely, yeah. Um, my honorable mention goes to um, Hot Shots Golf VR, Everybody's Golf VR, mm. uh, which I was really excited when it first got announced. I was super excited when it came out. Like, I was showing people, like, a guy came over to help me move, like, some furniture. And I was like, dude, you want to play everybody's golf? Because, like, we used to play hot shots. Uh, and he's like, oh, okay. And so, like, you know, everybody who came over, I was like, put on the VR headset. Like, try to play some golf. <laughs> like, it was just a fun yeah. – it was just a fun game. Like, it was a good representation of everybody's golf in VR form, which is all that I could have expected for it. Uh, it doesn't rank in the top – it's hard for me to put a VR game in the top five – just because, like, I don't spend a ton of time with them, and I don't think that there's a beating it, per se, but I know that it's a game that, like, I will go back to periodically when I'm feeling the itch for golf, and be able to, like, pick that up and go right back into it and play it, and it, you know, it hit every button of what it needed to do to succeed as both a good golf VR game and a good everybody's golf game. Yeah. Um, so I think, like, I think that's what yeah, I'm going to go with for my honorable mention. Nice. You guys played it. Did you guys like it? Yeah. I, I, it seemed like a, it was like Wii Golf for me, where it was just like, if I try and play this game not like a golf game, I can do better in it. Yeah. Or With, not like actual golf, that yeah. is. Yeah. Yeah. Like, you could do just like a fing- like a wrist snap and get just as good a shot if you were doing like a full, full like wind-up yeah. swing, um, which is fine, because that makes it accessible for everybody. Yeah. Uh, I still try to do it, but like would fail. Like my real in world, like my real world slice made it into the game, <laughs> which I thought was uh, very pretty accurate. funny. Yeah. yeah. So that was, that was pretty good. Uh, all right. Next up is our uh, next superlative award, uh, which we're entitled in, uh, we, which we have titled the just let me play it award. Uh, this is something that we, a game that we want to have played, uh, but didn't come to any of our available systems. Uh, Joe, this was a award you crafted. So I'll let you go first. What did, what did you, what do you just want to play? 
Uh, I have been waiting for a while now to play the game Autica on the uh, Oculus Quest. Uh, well, to play it on the Oculus Quest. So yes. I bought an Oculus Quest this year, um, and Autica was a game by Harmonix. Uh, it's essentially just um, a beat, beat shooter saber. as opposed to beat saber, yep. where like things come at you and you have to shoot them. Yep. Uh, and there's all sorts of different like ways that you can shoot it. Uh, it looks really cool. I love the rhythm games, especially the ones in VR. I really liked Beat Saber, so I was like, oh, I really want to give this a try. And I went and see it like to look and see if it was coming out to Oculus Quest, and... I think it was like October, it said, oh, it'll be coming out in October on Oculus Quest. And October went by, and I said, oh, that never came out. I looked, went and looked again. Oh, it said it'll be coming out in November on the Oculus Quest. Never came out on Oculus <laughs> nope. Quest in November. Went to check again. Release date, December on Oculus Quest. Still not, Still not fucking out yet. Yeah. So uh, I have been waiting patiently for them to finally release Autica on the Oculus Quest, and they still have not put it out. And I just want to fucking have them put it out so I can give it a fucking try already. Yeah, I mean, they recently put it on a PSVR, but obviously, like, you bought the Oculus Quest for the freedom of not having the wires and everything. And so if you're going to play it on a system you know it's coming for, you might as well just wait. Mm-hmm. Um, that's a shame. Yeah. And uh, hopefully it does come out in December, and I will have a chance to play it at some point. So you only you, got you like got... a week before you leave. Well, true. Well, I mean, this comes left. out. Yeah, yeah already we're left. already there. Yeah. So maybe you played it, maybe you didn't. Who knows? Uh, what about you, John? What's something you just you just just want to play it? Uh, play it. Well, I I thought it was not out, but apparently it is. But uh, I will be playing Apple Arcade soon because I want to play it on my Mac and not on my phone mm-hmm. using a controller. So. I'll have a whole slew of games. They just announced one recently. Um, well, I guess two weeks ago by the time you're listening to this. It's like a hockey game, but uses all sports people. Mm-hmm. And that looks super fun. Um, and then, like, Cyanar Wild Hearts, I've also, I wanted to play. But I wasn't going to pay money for it to buy it, you know, like, as a download. Because I knew it was coming to Apple Arcade, so. Yeah, and then it was one of those things where when Apple Arcade first got announced, it was just the phone. It was phones. only on the phone, yeah. Um, and then they, they haven't really done a good job of, like promoting it i don't think unless they're inundating you in your app store or on your iphone it or is iPads on the app with store it. yeah no but i'm saying like did they tell like how would you have known that it came to the mac store like the apple arcade came to max oh, and wouldn't. had controller support because i don't think they've done a good enough job of like updating people to be like hey we've added new things yeah. to apple arcade like check it out like did you get an email from apple that says like nope hey try it on your macbook or hey try it on your apple tv or anything like that like, nope. so you know Letting you know is one of those things that helps to just let you play it. Yeah, I could have been playing this for a month. Yeah. But, oh well. I mean, I'll, I will play it after I come back from this trip. Because yeah. I don't want to start my month when I'm not at home. No. Uh, no, because I'm sure it's different regions and things like that. Yeah. Nice. Yeah. Uh, mine is another VR-based game that I just want to play. Uh, and that's Vader Immortal, which is exclusive to the Oculus Quest. Uh, Joe, you well, have Oculus in general. Oculus in general, yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, I just wish it was like I don't. I think it's been said that it's not ever going to come to like PSVR or any of the other VRs, but that that could be wrong. They could have said like well, they've maybe been, they've been pitching it as an Oculus Quest exclusive. Yeah, but I mean that kind of stuff changes. Could be timed exclusive. Yeah. Could be who knows what. Um, but I've heard really really good things about it. Um, this category could also be determined in Joe. Just leave your Oculus Quest here and just let me play it. <laughs> That's true. You are going to be gone for two weeks. It's not like you're going to bring it. No, don't. Don't leave me with it. I, leave I, it. No, I would leave want it you here, to be prepared here. to pay me 500 bucks yeah, to fuck it up. <laughs> exactly it. I want you here in control of the thing. The same way I wouldn't like lend someone my PSVR, and that costs way less than the Oculus Quest. Yeah. Um, so yeah, so Joe, just let me play it. 
Uh, but I hear it's really good. You haven't played much of it. You just did like the dueling in it, right? Uh, I, I did the uh, Jedi like training temple mm-hmm. thing, um, where it has you do a whole bunch of different like Jedi things. So you got like the little laser shooty orb that like flies yeah, around the and training droid. The training droid. Yeah. Uh, I just did that stuff. I didn't play like the campaign thing because yeah. I was waiting for the whole thing to be out, which just came it's out. It's all like out. A yeah, the third one ago. just came out recently, so yeah. I got to download those. Yeah. So you know, once that's available, once you're back in the states, maybe. Have you come over and you can watch me play your thing. <laughs> so that'll be fun. Uh, all right. Uh, so that was our next superlative award. Now we're going to jump into our actual games of the year. Uh, so we're going to start things out uh, with our number five game of the year. I would say maybe if, if someone else's, like if your number one is someone's number five, you don't necessarily have to say that. And then yeah, you can... save, save us when it's your. Yeah. yeah. So that way you're not like, well, I already talked about my number one, so I guess that's I'm a, done. Um, so yeah. So who would like to go first with their number five game of first. the year? I will yeah, go first. The host. Uh, all right. My number five game of the year uh, was actually something that when I was looking at the list of things, like I forgot had come out this year. Uh, and my number five game of the year is apex legends. I really, really enjoyed Apex Legends when it first came out. Yeah. Um, I didn't play it enough, though. I didn't, like, I played it a bunch. Uh, I just didn't continue playing it because it's a a Battle Royale game. And, you know, I'm into the hype. I think I played it for, like, a month or two or, like, picking it up here and there. Mm -hmm. You know, I had friends that were playing it. Like, you had played a bunch of rounds with it. I had other people that I was playing rounds with. And it kind of scratched that itch of I was already done with Fortnite. Like, I wasn't really playing that with any kind of regularity like I was when it first came out or came to Switch. Uh, so, I, like, I didn't have a Battle Royale game to play. It came out in the, like, late winter, early spring where there was a lull in games of things I wasn't really playing for. I was looking for something to play. Mm-hmm. Uh, it scratched a shooter itch that I hadn't really gotten to play any real shooters in a while either. Uh, and so it just kind of hit all those buttons for me. Uh, and it was just a really good game. Like yeah. it was super polished. I think they did a really good job with it. It came out of nowhere. I think I remember us seeing the rumors of like, I think there's gonna be a Titanfall shooter coming out or something like that. Like in the weekend leading up to it, and then like on a Monday they're just like, it's called Apex Legends. Here it is. It's set in the Titanfall universe, and it's free to play and go. Yeah. And it was super fun. Yeah. And I really really enjoyed it. Because I like those Call of those early Call of Duty esque shooter games. Uh, I thought it would get me to play Titanfall two. It still has not gotten me to play Titanfall two. Free, <laughs> even though it's free, I owned it already, uh, and it's just been kind of sitting there. Eventually, I will get around to it, probably. Yeah. Um, but at the very least, it was like, oh, cool! I like this universe. Um, they've done a good job with upkeeping it, even though I haven't stayed on top of it. You know, they've added plenty of characters throughout the. The year they had a little, you know, hiccup with their battle pass implementation um, later later on in the year. But um, this was still a game that like took up a bunch of my time. I was playing like round after round after round in the early part of the year. Um, So I think looking at the games I played, I I feel confident that this made the cut is like a number five game for me. Nice. What about you guys? Uh, My number five is Legend of Zelda Link's Awakening on the the Switch. Okay. Uh, I, I mean... It's it's hard to put on a list because I knew I was gonna like it. Mm-hmm. Like this is a game I've played many times before, um, but it was nice to play it again and like modernized. So like the the difference between like this, it's like a streamless city now or streamless you know map instead of the the blocks, which is nice. Yeah. Um, and uh, now that I'm an adult, 
gripping the harsh realities of the ending of that game <laughs> was also nice to uh, appreciate. So that's definitely on my list. What about you, Joe? Uh, my number five is uh, The Legend of Zelda Link's Awakening. Nice! <laughs> yeah, um, I I mean, it's a lot of the same stuff that John just said. Uh, I, I already knew I was going to enjoy this because I was a big fan of the other game. I played it originally. I played the DX version when that got released with the Game Boy Color. Yeah. They added all the other stuff. Um, and I probably played it a couple more times in between here and there over the course of the mm-hmm. 20 years or whatever the hell it has been yeah. since that game come out. Um, but seeing it again in that new light with those new graphics and the new like art design and how so fucking adorable the whole thing so is cute. in contrast to like John said the actually like really dark story that the game is actually telling um, it just all came together so well uh, and yeah I, I mean but I mean it's, it's a Zelda game like they're usually all next to perfect yeah you know and this one very much was that and uh, honestly i'd love to see more remakes of older games like in a, in a similar fashion yeah because like it, it got remade in a sense that like they did it, it was like a perfect remake where they they updated the things they needed to update they streamlined the things they needed to streamline but they kept the core of it which is what you want like, you don't want too many things being messed with yeah uh in that instance so um Good. Glad to see that made your guys' list, even though it's something that like you knew to that you were going to be liking when it. Oh yeah, of course. When it all came down to it. Um, all right, so that was our number five games for the year. Uh, next up is our next superlative award of things I wish I played this year. Uh, what games did you guys not get to in 2019 that you will probably get to in the early parts of 2020 or eventually down the line somewhere? Uh, you guys have been talking a lot about uh, Star Wars Jedi Fallen Order, mm-hmm. and I just didn't buy it because i have other things to save up for yeah um but it's definitely something i'm gonna want to play and i'm sure i'll borrow one of you guys's copies if that's okay mm-hmm. um, i did just recently platinum it so i'm done oh yeah so yeah you'll you'll be completely <laughs> you could, okay with handing it you off could borrow it yeah. yeah um so i'm excited to play that and also be able to like engage in conversation with everyone else who's been playing it mm-hmm. which are all of my friends right now mm-hmm. um what about you joe you buy everything and play everything anyway uh, uh <laughs> <laughs> it's true. all right this one it's true uh this one is a little bit of a weird one uh i'll admit is it, to it is it gal gun 2 <laughs> no that's it that's it uh, just i don't think that came it. out this year um but uh mine is actually ring fit adventure for the nintendo switch oh okay you did buy that though. i did buy it but i didn't keep it because originally i thought i was getting it for a cheap price and they ended up charging me full <clears> price and i was like well i don't want to pay 80 bucks for this yeah but i do want to play it just don't want to pay 80 bucks for it so what is ring fit adventure for those that don't remember uh ring fit adventure was the switches um like we fit yeah any, any type of like we fit type of thing the the goofy peripheral exercise game that they put out mm-hmm. so like your we fit balance boards and all that kind of jazz um but it was this one uh where it came with like a uh pilates giant new kind of, ring. yeah those are that's pilates right nope John said. <laughs> that's wrong uh yeah it's like an it's almost like an exercise band i don't know that anything it's like a hula hoop almost like a mini well, it's like hula a small hoop. it looks yeah, like a, fit around your a frisbee with like the, not yours like the dog frisbees with the, the inside missing yeah kind yeah. of so it's like a, a, a springy type of weird contraption that you put the switch controllers into uh, and it registers your movements and stuff. Doesn't one go around your leg? Yeah, too? one goes on your leg and one goes on the, the springy thing. Yeah. Uh, the circle. Um, and then it's just like an exercise game where it does, you have it has you do a bunch of weird little things. I really did want to give it a try because no matter what, those games are usually pretty fun. There's something that you don't really 
play too much of unless yeah. you're you know super into exercising but at that point i'd rather just go out for a run kind of thing sure when's the last time you've run yeah okay well, i'm just saying if i was going to oh okay you know, Which uh, maybe didn't. maybe this is your this is your calling. Maybe once you buy this, you can set a weight loss goal, and then you can be Fit Joe. Uh, I mean, like I, like I said, I also bought the Wii Fit board. I bought the uh, the Wii like GPS tracker thing yeah, that the they pedometer. had, the, the, the pedometer that they had. I bought all that stuff, and I played around for a little bit, and then I was go like, all right, you know, whatever, because I love my like weird peripherals and shit like yeah. that. But this one also seems like it had more of a game. Yeah, that's the thing. Is this one had a game as opposed to just being an exercise thing. Yeah. So it, I wanted to give it a try. Like I said, I did buy it at one point. Just don't want to pay eighty bucks for it. No. To be and fair, if well, I can I'm... get it for cheaper, then I'll definitely uh, give it a try. Which I'm sure you'll be able to at some point. Yeah. But like, I spoke to a friend of mine who bought it, and he's like, "Yeah, it seems stupid, but like, it's actually really fun. Like, yeah. it's actually a worthwhile thing." Yeah, I watched I a lot of like YouTube videos of people playing it and you know talking about it and said like yeah i actually felt better afterwards like yeah you know I, that's I, what endorphins do to you well and also just exercise in general mm-hmm. yeah, well yeah which is where the endorphins come from yeah hmm. science he just scienced you how do you feel about that yeah <laughs> <laughs> good answer um my wish i played it was uh sekiro I, uh, I, you know, I've heard such good things about it. You guys obviously ranted and raved about it. I'm sure it's going to be coming up at some point in your lists. Mm-hmm. Um, and it was just one of those things where at the time I didn't want to get into it necessarily. I don't think I wanted to pay the 60 for it because I hadn't played a real Dark Souls-y style game yeah. since Demon Souls, which like I got into, but then like got frustrated with and put it down. And so I, I was worried that the same thing might happen with Sekiro. So I never really jumped into it. Um, and then as it got closer to, um, Jedi Fallen Order, which had more Sekiro style, like Dark Soulsy style, like combat to it. I didn't want to like throw my brain off, which could make me less excited. Like I wanted to really, really like the Star Wars game. Um, so I didn't want to do something that would impact my thought process on it because chances are it's not as good as Sekiro in terms of gameplay. I mean, you played both. Sekiro is probably a much tighter game, I would oh, assume. Yeah. Um, so then I was like, oh, well, I kind of don't want to like ruin my enjoyment of a Star Wars thing because I'll be playing it at Star Wars time. Um, but I, it is something that like I you know kind of missed out on and wish I had uh, gotten a chance to. Again, we'll probably do a game swap. You yeah. get Jedi, I get yeah, Sekiro. One upstairs. <laughs> yeah, so um, I will get to play that definitely in the beginning part of the year, I think. Um, but that is definitely something that I, I wish I had gotten to play. Mm-hmm. It was at the top of my list of like, let's see if I can power through a bunch of games in November and December to try to like catch up and then just no time because November and December are the busiest times of doing stuff. So yeah, um, that'll be something that I definitely get to um, in the uh, in the you know early part of next year. Nice. Uh, next up, our number four game of the year for each person who would like to go give their number four game. Uh, I'll go. Okay. Uh, my number four for the year uh, was Bloodstained Ritual of the Night. Okay. Um, I am uh, an absolute fanatic for the actual Metroidvania games, like Castlevania, Symphony of the Night. Yeah, the, the Egovania. Well, this one's the first Egovania, the way yeah, you put yeah. it. Yeah, the official the yeah. official first one it says it straight up on the box yeah, yeah. Uh, so like Symphony of the Night uh, uh, Order of Ecclesia Portrait of Ruin uh, uh, Dawn, of, Dawn of Sorrow Dawn of Sorrow Circle of the Moon Area of Sorrow you... Circle of the Moon all of those yeah. games I've 100%ed all of them multiple times mm-hmm. uh, I fucking love those games and I have been itching for like a game that could at least get the closest approximation 
to those games for a very, very long time. Uh, and in this game, I finally had gotten that. I won't say it's like as perfectly on par with those. Uh, I would have preferred more of the sprite-based animation versus like the CGI animation uh, or the the computer animated it's like, like cell shaded models, yeah, like, that kind of thing to it. Um, but it still captured the feel of the game perfectly. I once again wanted to do everything in the game, found every little secret, covered ev- uncovered every part of the map. Um, I just it was everything I've been wanting for a very long time given to me. So I was absolutely thrilled with the game that I got in the end. Nice. Nice. What about you, John? Um, my number four was Pokemon Shield. Uh, I'm not done with it, but I know that it's going to be, I mean, it's one of my most played games of the year and it's only been out for a month. So I've sunk like 40 hours into it. Um, and that's substantial given it's, I, two weeks of that I was away like yeah with my family so um there's a lot of stuff that like I mean I think it's a fairly hated game which makes me sad because it's just a it's a good Pokemon game it just doesn't have all the things that people want it in it it's also the highest selling Pokemon game of all time yeah so I mean people hate it but they also all still bought it and played it you yeah. know yeah, it's just like anytime I hear something negative about it, I'm just like, am I in a weird like alternate universe? Like, yeah, a lot of the stuff that people are complaining about make it easier, but like it's also a so fun. Yeah, like I don't want to go and buy like uh, like escape ropes to get out of caves. Like that's frustrating, and like yeah, it leads to game overs. I get it; it's harder, so now it's easier now because they don't have those. But like, I would rather not have to die and start over. And just continue playing it. Well, like, as a person who doesn't play, you know, Pokemon games, I feel like the fun of a Pokemon game is battling and catching. Yeah, and collecting them all. Yeah, like, that's the point. So that, the, like... Well, you can't collect them all in this one. No, I, that gripe I understand. The fact that they've, they called the decks, like, I totally get that part of it. That's, I think, the most, like... Egregious. That's, yeah, that's the most agreeable, like, I totally get that. Like, that one, no defense for it, really... And it sucks, but like the the rope buying part of like, do really do we have to ha- do we have to have the minutia of this to make it more quote unquote more difficult? I just want to go around and catch Pokemon. Like yeah. I want to catch, I want to battle, I want to do all of the things that are quintessential Pokemon. And I don't think that like buying ropes or buying the bike or buying all these other things that like you know theoretically make the game more difficult is needed. Like getting rid of that stuff makes it more fun if anything like, yeah because you get to get back to the thing that you bought the game for in the first place right and like yeah i understand that like it doesn't have all the pokemon in it um but it doesn't detract from the fact that the game's still fun yeah, like, yeah and it's the, still a great game yeah it just doesn't I'm, have all the like the pokemon in it okay and but, i'm one of the people that like complains about this game online but has also bought both of them, the strategy guides, yeah. have put 50 hours into the game, yeah. and you know, still has played it a lot. I have a lot of complaints about this game. It's still a good game. It, like, it's still a fun game. You know, It's just not a perfect fun game, but still fun. Yeah. There you go. I mean, it could be perfect if they add Pokemon to it. Yeah, I mean, yeah, there's, like I said, there's a lot of things that if I could change the game, I would, but... I mean, I'm still enjoying the game that I have. Yeah. I mean, if they added all of the Pokemon back in, do you think that would stop the complaints or would people still complain about the other little things? I mean, I would still complain about it being too easy. That mm. was my primary complaint. I mm-hmm. think the mass would probably be like, all right, 
like you you made DLC and now we have all of our Pokemon back. Yeah, we're cool. But I don't I don't know if that's really gonna happen, given the fact that the like the way that they're numbered is kind of weird. Mm. They would have to renumber the whole Pokedex, but that's all. Well, that's how they always did it in the other games. Like there was the Pokedex for the area that you had, and then once you got everything in that Pokedex, it unlocked the national decks. So right, they would just have to patch these are the intertwined deck. now. Hmm? But the Pokedexes here are intertwined. The numbering for the Pokemon is like some of the new ones are like next to the old ones. Yeah, that, that's they change that. That or that happens in every game. Oh, okay. Yeah, there's the national or the game the regional deck. So it would be the Galar Pokedex and yeah. the national deck. So it'd be a different Pokedex. So you could With look at the Galar Pokedex. And... I would number things that you could catch in the Galar region, and then you could go to the national decks, and it would put Squirtle at number one or oh, Charizard okay. at number one again. Yeah, so that's something that's always in all the games that they could usually fix. Hmm. Uh, would you put Bulbasaur, by the way? Was Bulbasaur number one? Yeah. Okay. There you go. Uh, my number four game was uh, Star Wars Jedi Fallen Order. Ooh. So I, uh, I recently platinumed the game. Mm-hmm. So completely did everything, 100%. Um, I really, really liked it. It's not perfect, which is why it's not higher on my list. Um, there's a lot of little glitchy aspects to it. There's a lot of places where, like, you're running and you jump up a wall to, like, start climbing and the game, like, freezes to load. And I'm like, that's not a thing that I want in and Like, I understand it needs to happen and I understand there are things, like, there are no technical loading screens. Everything is just kind of, like, there. But then there's also, like, ship travel is a loading screen. The slides are kind of a loading screen. Like, there they're are... Just, they're just hidden loading screens. Yeah, which I'm totally fine with. I actually like the sliding a lot. Sometimes it's very frustrating, but a lot of the times it's just like, it's a fun little thing that you get to do. You know, the wall running's good. Uh, the lightsaber combat is so satisfying. Uh, you know, granted, I don't have the... Like I mentioned earlier, I don't have the frame of reference to, you know, Sekiro or other Dark Souls-style games, but I feel like it captures well enough that aesthetic of the gameplay to where I feel satisfied doing it, but it's also not overly difficult mm-hmm. to where I feel like I'm just getting beaten down. Um, which like I probably at some point will go back and play it on a harder difficulty um, just because I enjoyed the game so much. And I want to see how that difficulty ramps up uh, to see if it matches more of those dark souls S games. Um, but the lightsaber com- combat I thought was great. The parrying system is good. The force powers feel satisfying. Uh, and the story was, you know, fairly good. Like it didn't blow me away. It's, it's hard to do that in the setting that it takes place in, where it's in between. It's an in betweenquel, to where I'm like, okay, well, I I know some of these characters aren't gonna make it out because I've never heard of them in the other grand, you know, history of Star right. Wars. Well, I mean, it's not much of a spoiler because it's the general plot of the whole thing. But you're setting out to rebuild the Jedi Order. Yeah. In the game. You know that the Jedi Order ain't getting rebuilt. <laughs> no. But, I mean, like, there there are things you could do where you could tell multiple story arcs over, like, three periods of games to where that all take place within the, you know, three and four time frame that explain. So, like, maybe you think that he succeeds at the end of the first one and then Jedi Fallen Order 2, something happens and, you know, maybe something bad goes wrong. And then 3 is maybe an ultimate fall or something. Like, there's different ways that you could tell the story. So, there's still allows for surprises uh to take place within the game um but i just you know i just had a lot of fun with it i didn't want to put it down for the like two or three weeks that it took me to beat it yeah i would have beat i would have platinumed it faster if it wasn't for that glitch um but i like i liked going around and exploring i liked going to find all the little collectibles and stuff i liked fighting a lot of the there's 
not a ton of variation on the bosses, which is, you know, a little cumbersome. And there's really no replay value. Like, I wish there was a new game plus. I wish there was more things to... I mean, that's stuff that gets added later on nowadays. Oh, absolutely. Like, so... they just added a photo mode to the game. Yeah. Um, so that, those kinds of things will come later. Because I would like to go play with a little bit harder difficulty with all of my force powers maxed out and just kind of feel more like a Jedi. Um, but I still thoroughly enjoyed this game. And it's something that, you know, I talk about all the time where... Give me a game of a thing that I enjoy, and even if it's bad, I'm going to love it. And this one was good, and I loved it. Yeah. So um, that's my number four game. Uh, we just did Wish I Played. Now our next one is going to be something I wish I played more. So this will be a game that you started, maybe didn't finish, um, or finished, but just like wish you could just go back and do it even more and more and more. Uh, probably, though, it's going to be something that you started and just didn't get a chance to play as much of as you otherwise would have uh who wants to tell us what they'd like to play more of uh i want to play more of astral chain because i got about a third of the way through and then other things came out and then i don't know life also got in the way Mm -hmm. um but from every part of it i played it was great um it's just a hard game to try and play a decent amount of because of the save system i think i spoke about that a couple weeks ago when I tried to pick it up again, because you can't save mid uh, case, like so, you have to do an entire case and then go back to the, the yeah. um, precinct, and then you can save. Yeah, so you have to, it's like two and a half hours in between save points. Yeah, right? so it's like it's an endeavor. So like when I sit down to play it, it's not just like oh I'll catch a couple of Pokemon or like I'll play a couple rounds of you know whatever. It's like all right, I gotta sink a movie's worth of time into playing yeah. one level. Um, Which but is like it's, it's a great game. Yeah, and that's easy to do. Like. In mission-based games, like, you'll sit down and play a game for three hours and lose track of time, but it's when you're forced to do it. Yeah, and that's exactly what it is. Yeah, that, that's that got to be a cumbersome, hard thing to do. Yeah. But doesn't make for a bad game. It just means that you just want to put the time in when you have the time to put in. Yeah. Well, and it's got a lot of replayability to it, too. So, like, I have a weird thing where, like, I want to collect everything and do it the first time, mm-hmm. not go back and do it again, whereas a lot of people just kind of want to go through the story and then go back and get everything else again. But the game forces you to play things. I mean, it hasn't forced me yet, but it will force you to play multiple the missions multiple times because you don't have ways of getting to certain areas until you have the um, whatever they were called the the uh, weapons Chain upgrades. Uh, no, they were. I can't remember the name for them. Um, but like, there was like one that's like a strong arms one that can like pick up stuff, and you can see the little icon that says like you can pick this up, but I I can't because I don't have him yet. And yeah. I mean, I did just recently get the strong arms guy, but um, it's still great. I just I wish I had more, uh, not not more time, but like more dedicated time to mm-hmm. play it. Oh, nice! I uh, my wish I played it more is uh, Blood and Truth. I think Joe, oh, yeah. you had brought it over, um, and we played it for a little bit. Mm-hmm. Um, I quite liked it. I you know I wanted I've been wanting a VR narrative game. Um, Because most of the other things are experience-based or little things here and there. I didn't really have any, like, single-player games that I, like, sat down to play. Um, But then I picked up Blood and Truth afterwards and just never got around to actually going through and, like, finishing the game. Uh, But I had a lot of fun with it. I recently just bought some gun grips for the Move controllers, which I feel like will make for a more, uh, like... Immersive experience. thank you. I was blanking on the word uh yeah i want like i want to be immersed in that to where i like i can like i feel like i'm shooting things like because that's what it is it's a you know heist based game and i want to feel like i'm holding a gun when i do it granted i was goofing around a lot when i played it the first time i kind of want to sit through and like 
be serious. Take it seriously. But I definitely did a lot of talking with a terrible fake British accent and like <laughs> shooting my partner in the face or like shooting Throwing the... paper balls at a. That was really fun. Yeah. <laughs> Taking your watch off repeatedly. Yeah, just like doing all kinds of weird stuff. Um, so that's something that I definitely wish I played more and we'll probably get back to soon now that I've got the uh, the immersion gun grips. Mm-hmm. What about you, Joe? What do you wish you played more? Uh, a game I wish I played a little bit more of uh, would be Luigi's Mansion 3 for the Nintendo Switch. Okay. Yeah. Um, and uh, I, I played the other two Luigi's Mansion games. Uh, I really like this one as well. Um, the only thing is that Luigi's Mansion games are very, very slow paced. Uh, and this one is a bit more explory than the other ones um, that kind of like drags it down a little bit. doesn't make the game bad, but it is something that like you have a hard time dedicating a large amount of time to after a while. Uh, and then, of course, something else came out around the same time yeah, that I was course. like, okay, I can either play like this slower paced game or something a little bit more fast paced and actiony and... I followed the shiny uh, ball that way. Yeah. Um, but I would love to go back and play the other game because, uh, you know, the Luigi's Mansion games are great. Uh, just so goddamn charming. Yeah. Um, need more Gooigi in your life. Yeah. Need need more of that Gooigi. Because you didn't play much of the, like, the co-op, like, multiplayer. Oh, I didn't play right? any of that stuff. I only okay. played the single player stuff. You could be playing it on the plane. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I mean, yeah. You could, have, that... you could have played it already. Yeah. Yeah. You, yeah. I might have finished it by now. Yeah. Well, you did want to play it more, so. Yeah. So, uh, yeah, well, you know, we'll see. Um, but, uh, yeah, I, I did really like that one. I'd really like to get back to it at some point. Mm-hmm. Cool. All right. Moving on to our number three game of the year. Um, so we're getting now into the top three, very exciting point, uh, in the year. I will, uh, I'll jump in. Uh, my number three game of the year, while very short, was very sweet. Uh, Untitled Goose Game makes my Hook. top five. Honk. I, uh, I just enjoyed the crap out of that game. I watched the trailer for it on the Nintendo store. Hadn't really heard anything about it. It was like the day it came out. Yeah. And I was like, this is really funny. Like, this is just sweet. And it's just silly. The goose is such a fucking little asshole. And it just seemed like a really fun, like, little puzzle game. And I saw it was on sale. And I was like, you know, I'm going to pick it up. What is it? Like, 15 bucks? Like, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to play it. Like, it's going to be fine. And I had a blast. I, I enjoyed playing it. I enjoyed letting others play it. I enjoyed like having people who don't even play games watch it and like be invested in it. Yeah. To be like, oh, okay, do this. Like, oh my god, he's honking. Look how cute the little goose is. <laughs> um, and like, it took the internet by storm. The goose memes were great. That uh, I saw a lot of goose memes that kept me invested in the game. I never went back to finish the like ending stuff because there's like more things that tasks that you uh, can yeah, do post-game. once you beat the game that I never went back to finish. But like, I'm going to at some point. Now that it's on PS4, if I haven't bought it already, I probably will, um, just for the trophy aspect of it, yeah, depending sure. on what the trophy sit, uh, situation looks like. Um, but I'm totally down to play it again. I'm wondering how how it'll play a second time, if I remember the puzzles and the way to get things done. I feel or, like I I'm do. Sh- I'm sure a lot of them probably had multiple ways that you could do things as well. Yeah, for sure. So I might even try to like make it more difficult to be like, no, let's not do it the same way the second time around. Um, but I just thought it was like a sweet like little game i wish it was longer um it may you know they may come out with dlc at some point more levels and you know that little goose wreaking havoc all over that you know little little countryside town <laughs> it's just a lot of fun and i uh, i quite enjoyed it what was your number three joe <coughs> 
Oh, come off, apparently. He's choking. He's <laughs> choking how excited he is about his number three game. Uh, my call, uh, number three is Call of Duty. Oh, my, my, call, my, my call, call, call for number three number is three. Call of Duty. Uh, my number three is Call of Duty Modern Warfare, uh, Modern Warfare 2019. Yes. Interesting. Yep. Um, uh, uh, the fucking multiplayer is just everything I want in a multiplayer. Because you're good at the God of Gaming. Yeah, yeah, and, so yeah and my my incredible skill as well makes it quite easy to, yes. uh, to enjoy the, the game. noobs, as one would say. Yeah. yeah. Um. Honestly, like this could have possibly been a little bit higher even on my list if really? it wasn't for the fact that the campaign I felt was pretty not bad but like lackluster in the um because you're in, dead inside. Yeah. Yeah. Well, the like wow in the factor. Call of Duty sense, like I kept talking about how there was no oh shit moment, there was no wow factor. It felt very more kind of grounded and realistic, which is perfectly fine, but like I just kind of used to the over the top like Fast and the Furious s kind of moments that uh happened in previous Call of Duty games. Mm-hmm. Um but in terms of the multiplayer, it's like spot on. Like I said, it's every every type of convention that I want in the multiplayer games is all right there. Um, the, the game progression, the, um, I mean, this is all things I've said recently on the podcast, but well, yeah, yeah, cause it came out. The progression recently. system is, is perfectly the way I like it. Unlocking things is perfectly the way I like it. Um, there's so many things uh, to do in the multiplayer in terms of goals and missions and, um, like just general things that they say like, Oh, do you know, here's your daily challenges. Here's your weekly challenges. Here's your overall challenges. Here's the, the, the battle pass challenges, uh, as well as unlocking different attachments and items for your guns and using the guns. It just does a really good job of encouraging you to want to keep playing. And I still am playing it. And it's one of the few games that I've actually like finished yet still continue to play. Obviously, yeah. since you know most games, like I'm just like I want to get it done so I can move on to the next game. Well, you don't do a ton of multiplayer gaming either, right? No, not really. Um, like co-op-y stuff. Uh, yeah, but that's even in the moment. And then when the co-op stuff is done, uh, you'll move on to the next thing. Mm-hmm. Or even if the co-op isn't done, you'll just go play co-op with somebody else. Yeah, like the last time that like I played the game it, of the year last year. <clears throat> yeah, well, like the last you know game that I played extensively, continuously like that would have been Rainbow Six Siege. Yeah, um, and even then, I was only really kind of playing that with my friends kind mm-hmm. of thing. I didn't. I rarely played Siege by myself. Uh, but this one, like, I'm every day at, at one o'clock, I'm just like, all right, time to check what the new daily challenges are. Yeah. And I've done every daily challenge pretty much since the day that game has come out. Yeah. Um, and I just want to keep playing it. And uh, I'm, I'm kind of disappointed there's no prestige system in this one. Because mm-hmm. once again, that was like one more goal to kind of like aim for. But uh, even the new season like system works out pretty well. So yeah, Call of Duty. Like, I just, I just want to keep playing it. Nice. What about you, John? What was your number three game of the year? My number three is also a multiplayer game, uh, Tetris 99. Nice. Hmm. Uh, when I was like thinking about stuff that I played this year, I probably have played Tetris 99 more than everything. Like, just It's one of those things. You play 15 rounds in one sitting, and then you're like, oh, okay, one more. Like, and yeah. then you just keep going. Um, but they've also been updating it and doing like a lot of... Uh, um, like events, events and stuff yeah. like that that like add to your you know you can have skins and all that um and then recently they also just put out a like teamed uh event uh well it's actually a whole new mode that you can choose one of four colors i think and you can join that team and now it's you know you your teams against each other yeah so it's like splatfest i guess yeah kind yeah of. Uh, but split 
twice. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Four ways instead of two. Um, yeah. But it's just it's it's just perfect. I mean, it's Tetris, so like, of course, it's gonna be great. But like, they made a way for Tetris to be uh, even more great and yeah. even more innovative. Um, and it still has people playing it. Still has people coming back. And it also knocked me down a peg because I always thought I was really good at Tetris, and now I know that I am really good at Tetris, but not really good enough to win. Uh, and it's like, as we talked about with like Dr. Mario, where like they tried to change Dr. Mario and they fucked it up. Yeah. Tetris ninety nine tried to change Tetris and it knocked it out of the park. Yeah. So like, over bounce. Yeah. Sure. So like it's it's amazing to think that like. Did you ever think that there was a new way to play Tetris? Like, no, and could... we even scoffed about it when it came out. We're like, a Battle Royale Tetris? This sounds stupid. Yeah, and then yeah. we How played it and we're like, this is amazing. Yeah, <laughs> I'll eat all of the crow there. It, yeah. It did seem silly. Like, yeah. because it also, it like, less than the fact that it seemed like a thing where, like, we didn't even conceive of how it would have worked. Yeah. It was just the matter of, like, can we not just slap Battle Royale into everything, please? Like, that's so, it's a weird thing to do. Like, I get Fortnite is popular. I get this is popular. Like, don't just slap it onto anything. And we were so the opposite of correct. Oh, yeah. Like, we were so far in the the wrong direction of, they didn't just slap it on there. They, like, crafted something and mm-hmm. it was great. Yeah. And it's perfect because it's free. Yeah. Well, if you have the online. But, like, we all have the online. Yeah. Right? And it does, it has, like, the thing that, like, Joe's saying with uh, Call of Duty where it's got, like, it's got daily challenges now. So, like. I log on just to be like, oh, let's see what the two daily challenges are that mm-hmm. I can do. The other two, I have to pay for the DLC, which I will eventually. Um, but, the, I mean, that was another thing. They added the single-player mode. Um, they added co-op versus mode. Mm-hmm. So uh, they had a uh, single-play versus, like, campaign thing uh, or versus a computer sort of thing. Um, but, like, I wish I knew what my time was on that like i want to see how long i played that in comparison to everything else because i'm sure it's probably you can see if that not number one or then number two you can see that like in your friends list how long you've played the game oh for. really yeah yeah i'll right, tell you how many hours that you've played it i don't it won't break it down no but... i just want to know how many total hours i played it yeah it, it came out this year so that would be the total hours i played it this year yeah we can we can check that in the uh nice the friends list yeah. if you can't see it on your own by going to your own profile like we'll check for you yeah, yeah you know. i want to know uh nice all right, our next superlative award is one that I don't think I have a game for, but I think you guys both have the same game for, uh, and that is the game you hated so much you had to finish it. Uh, who wants to start? Fucking Crackdown Three. Fucking Crackdown Three. <laughs> yeah. yeah, I'll let you guys go here because like I didn't. There was nothing that I was like. I mean, you don't have played. an Xbox. No, but there was nothing I hate played. Oh. Um, so like I don't. I didn't have one for this one, but I thought it was really funny that you both had the exact same answer for this like award that John was like, I have a superlative. It's this. And you're like, Oh yeah, it's that for me too. Damn. <laughs> uh, so why don't you guys take it away? Well, cause like I signed up for what was it? Xbox games, Pass? games, games Pass. Pass. Yeah. Cause it was free Strictly to play it yeah. because I was just like, Oh, I want to play this so I can tell people how bad this is. And then I played it and I was like, it's just crackdown Two reskinned and it sucks. But all I want to do is collect those fucking agility orbs and win the street races and everything else possible. And then I was just like, well, I might as well just complete the story and then get the rest of the orbs and then continue playing it. And I was like at work thinking like, I could just go home and play Crackdown. It sucks. Why do I want to play this? I don't know. I just want to complete it though. <laughs> like there's no reason for it. It's not a good game. It's just Crackdown 2. But I beat it. 
Like, I, I, I play the shit out of it. Yeah. And and considering how much they hyped up the game before. Yeah, it was like, it like was the launch of the Xbox One X's, like, Golden Child that then came out six months later. Yeah. Yeah. Like, leading up to the release of this game, they kept kind of touting it as, like, fucking Crackdown 3. Like, yeah. remember Crackdown? Remember how much everybody liked Crackdown? We're going to give you another fucking Crackdown, and it's going to be the greatest fucking, like, graphically impressive Crackdown. It's going to do all this stuff because it's going to flagship yeah. flagship game for the new ultra-powerful Xbox One X. It's going to utilize all of them fucking all graphics the and the flops and everything <laughs> so like that. So many flops. Uh, and then, of course, as yeah. you said, it then it got pushed like back and pushed game. back and pushed back. And then, yeah, it just looked like Crackdown 2. Yeah. Like, there was nothing special about this game whatsoever. And it had a dumb story... Uh, the controls weren't even all that impressive. The multiplayer was hot garbage. Uh, but again, just like John said, I was just like, yeah, but them fucking orbs need to be collected. <laughs> yeah. Gotta collect them orbs. So I fucking collected all those orbs. Do you, do either Fuck, of you, <laughs> do you either of you envision going back to this game for any reason? Like, is there a DLC that's going to get you back in no. for more orb collecting? No. No. I mean, I didn't, I didn't like get all the achievements or anything no like that. i didn't I wasn't plan, playing it or, like that yeah i didn't complete it um but like it's one of those things where like you can hear the orb and you're just like i'm just right here i'm just gonna go fucking yeah, somewhere it. i can fucking hear that yeah. thing humming so yeah, it's i like, mean i gotta find it you're like all right it's around here i i it's, it's getting closer i'm gonna find it because if i don't find it i'm, I'm gonna i'm gonna shoot myself <laughs> but then like um, I, it got to the point where I had finished the campaign and I was like, all right, I'm, I get, I'm ready to move on. And I was like, well, let's see how close I am to collecting all the orbs. And I was like, oh, I have like nine of 11 in this area. Let's look for the other two. And yeah. I was like, well, I completed the first three areas. Might as well complete the other four. And just it, it just one thing led to another. And I sunk probably a good 25 hours into it. And it's not good. <laughs> yeah, for a game you absolutely hated. Yeah. Um. Nice. All right, moving on. Top two game of the year contenders. Uh, who would like to go with their number two game? Uh, I'll go. Uh, my number two game is Sekiro Shadows Die Twice. Ooh, okay. Uh, I mean, I, I've not made any secret of the fact that I am a big From Software fan. I you? love. <laughs> Whoa, breaking news, everybody. Yeah, I love all the Dark Souls games. I've put a ton of time into every single one of them. Uh, except for Dark Souls 2, which is uh, particularly brutal. Yeah, we all remember Joe's Summer of Souls. <laughs> uh -huh. uh, and then anything Dark Souls-esque I can get my hands on, yep. I'm completely down to play that one as well. Uh, and Sekiro, uh, it fucking hits every goddamn point perfectly. I mean, obviously it is a From Software game. Um, but they did such a good job at taking the formula of the Dark Souls game and then completely building on it to create something new mm -hmm. that still just feels just perfect every part of that game is so well crafted and so uh precise in every sense of the word that uh it's, it's a it's a goddamn masterpiece mm. nice yeah now johnny obviously you liked it as well yeah yeah it's it's i mean it's everything that joe said so nice um, my number two, uh, was actually John's number three, Tetris 99. Uh, I think it made it a little bit higher on wow. my list because I also made it higher on the list than John because I won games. <laughs> yeah. I was going to say, it might've been my number one game if I could fucking win. <laughs> yeah. Uh, no, I was able to win a few times. Um, but it, like all the things that you said already with regards to this game is it nailed it. Like it nails Tetris. It feels like Tetris. The, the, the 
the blocks don't fall wrong. The controls don't like the controls aren't wrong. Like everything about it makes sense um, from the standpoint of like it's a Tetris game. This is mm-hmm. what you want it to yeah. be. Um, but at the same time, like it was something new and different. Like, and I too also thought I was great at Tetris, and my ratio of wins and losses would tell you otherwise. Um, but there's sometimes there's just things you can't uh, like avoid. Someone's yeah, just going to screw you. you. You're, you're going to have five people shooting blocks at you. Yeah. But the, but at the same time, there's nothing more satisfying than seeing five people shooting blocks at you. And then you're just going, Tetris, Tetris, yeah. fuck you. Yeah, send Tetris, me your garbage. Fuck you, fuck you, Tetris, Tetris. And then like clearing all those motherfuckers out. And it's just like, uh, it's the most satisfying feeling to like be good even in that moment even if i come in 10th or 50th that game if i fucked over two people who were trying to fuck me like gravy like i'm totally fine i I, like over the moon for it like it was just it was everything i wanted it to be when i didn't even know it was a thing that i wanted but the second i started playing i was like yep this like this is it Mm -hmm. this is what i wanted it to be i don't think i put it down for like weeks on end i remember we were going to like do like uh, wrestling, and I'm saying, oh yeah, you're like, sitting constantly like, playing. Is Tetris. this, this pay per view good? I don't know, but I'm winning at Tetris, so like... I, I remember that because yeah. we just kept hearing you going. Oh, yes, there's another yeah, one like, standing up, like going triumphantly, going like fucking yeah, yeah, I did it, I got it. Um, so yeah, I I uh, I couldn't put that game down, and for good reason. It's just a, it's just a great, it's a great game, and a you know a, a win for Nintendo Online and for the the Tetris brand uh, overall. What about you, John? What was your number two game of the year? Uh, my number two was Joe's number three. Uh, I think Bloodstained Ritual uh, Night. Four. 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 Um, and yeah, it's proof that uh, it's it's sad proof that Kickstarter can actually make something good. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, it's more of the exception that proves the rule. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> but that's my point. Like, it, it, this is like the one time that it comes out and it and it does it right. So now it's going to tell other people to keep doing it. Be like, no, 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 no. You don't understand. Like it's the talent that made it. They just needed the money. Usually it's the other way around. People think that they can buy the talent. Um, But it's the perfect combination of all of those games and slightly tongue in cheeky, uh, like funny stuff with it. And it's got like the referential stuff. Yeah. Like it's got like the Easter eggs that are referential to other Ega games that he can't legally use, but is definitely using. Um, and, uh, I also platinumed it. It's one of my first platinums on the system. So mm-hmm. I think it's one of, one of my three, I have three. Mm-hmm. Um, and yeah, it's just great. And I didn't expect it to be good. Uh, I bought it to hold me over for something else. I think I bought it to hold me over for, um, I think for when I got my switch and I was just like, Oh, you know, I'll just get this, you know, cause I that heard it's good. It's Sekiro. What's that? Probably would have been before Sekiro. No, it came out when I was here. Oh, okay. Um, but uh, it also wasn't a full title uh, uh, price game, so that's why I was like, "Oh, this if if it's not great, like that's fine." Uh, and then I enjoyed the living crap out of it and couldn't stop talking about it to other people, and it's it's great. Hmm. Um, and I hope they make more. I don't know if Iga has any plans to make another. I'm pretty sure he said, "Yeah, they're gonna start working on another one after the success of this one." Yeah, I know you didn't like the art um, design in it, Joe. Um, I mean, I didn't hate it. It's just, I if I could have gotten uh, something that was more like the other ones, like the sprite-based stuff, yeah. uh, I would have taken that. It's not that I dislike the other stuff. I just would have preferred something I'm more used to. Yeah, but I thought it was quite beautiful. Um, 
it, it did have its flaws, given the fact that this is not a, again, it's a Kickstarter game. So uh, there was some super uh, frame rate issues, especially in like the, the card boss, the like jester. Mm-hmm. Um, but other than that, tower. I didn't have any issues on that on, on my system. Well, I was you were playing, playing on the PlayStation. PS4. I was playing on the Switch, so yeah. I ran into a lot more problems than you did probably. Yeah, mm. the only the, that boss was the only frame rate issues I had, um, but it was damn near perfect for me. Nice. Yeah. Uh, all right. Our final superlative award for this episode uh, will be the I retried this game and I liked it. Um, meaning that something we played before, either this, like something that came out this year that we gave another chance to, or something that had come out in previous years that we're either playing a new version of, either an update or a new console version of. Um, this was something that I came up with because I absolutely loved uh, playing and finishing Cuphead this year. Uh, Cuphead came out a couple of years ago on PC and Xbox, mm-hmm. uh, two consoles I do not have. Like, granted, yes, I have a computer, but trying even Cuphead, which I thought not very graphically intensive, doesn't seem like it would be a thing that my computer couldn't run, and I just couldn't. Like, it was slow. The controller, like, when I was playing with the controller, somehow it just didn't feel right. And I was disappointed because I, I loved the art style of it, and I really wanted to go through and you know, play that, but it was very difficult and it was even more difficult when I was having stuttering and it wasn't a smooth process. Uh, so when it came out on the switch, I rebought it immediately because I wanted to give it another chance. And I'm so glad that I did because I thought that game was fantastic as a surprise to no one who played it. Yeah. Um, but I went through, it was challenging in all the right ways. It wasn't like, it wasn't like a stupid challenging where you're just like, now you're just being like weird about it. Like, it's not that I'm doing it wrong. It's just that the game is being obtuse for no reason. Like, it was genuinely hard. It's 100% on you if you fail. Exactly. Like, yeah. I, I, at no point did I feel like this was the game's fault for me missing the shot or me missing the platform or whatever it was I needed to do. I just knew I had to do it again. And I liked the trial and error of like, let me do it again. Let me see if I can do it better. Let me, like, I know I can do it better. Let me go. Let me go. Let me go. And like... I was able to beat it, and I'm so happy that I did because that game was fantastic. And I'm glad it came to Switch. I'm glad that 2019 was the year that we got cross-platform and like games coming to other systems that were exclusive to one system and mm-hmm. cross-play and all these things that like 2019 gaming brought about. Uh, and I'm glad that Cuphead was one of the like success stories of that because I wouldn't have got to play it really otherwise. Yeah, you're the only one of us three that actually beat it, too. Mm. Looks like I'm the new god of video games. Correct. I want it Tetris and beat Cuphead. Damn it. <laughs> Aha. What about you guys? What's something that you gave a second chance to and ended up liking it? Uh, I mean, this mine is a game that I did like originally, and I was just more excited to have a chance to play it again uh, on a newer system. Um, and that was uh, Onimusha Warlords, which got remastered. Re- remastered? Yeah. Uh, not remade it's just it's just the same game just yeah. now in hd it's up yeah up and yeah. stuff um and uh I, I i fucking i love those games and it's one of those like franchises that i constantly say to myself like why did this like eventually disappear uh and i guess maybe they tried to like oversaturate the franchise early on in the console cycles so uh onimosha was a game originally on like the playstation and xbox um ps2 so, Oh uh, yeah, PS2 and Xbox, um, a Capcom game uh, in the vein of like the Resident Evil franchise, but instead of uh, fighting you know zombies in modern day setting, it was samurais in like a magical esque weird fantasy setting, um, and I, I fucking I, I love those games. Uh, I, you know I'm a big Resident Evil fan, uh, and 
anything that was in that same kind of vein I really enjoyed. Um, and I was glad to see this one get remastered. Uh, all it did was make me say, like, man, I really hope they do Onimusha 2 and 3. Because uh, 3 was the one that was, like, really, really good. Uh, and also made me go, like, can we, like, get Onimusha back yeah. now kind of thing? like A reboot or 4 or something. Yeah, something like that. Franchise. Well, there was a 4. 4 kind of Or sucked. 5. Whatever the next one. <laughs> was that the one with the had the Western guy in it? Uh, no, that was the third one that third, had uh, yeah. Jean Reno in it. Yeah. Um, that was actually the really, really good one. Uh, first one was good, too. Second one was okay. Um, but, yeah, I would love to see, like, more of them get remastered. That would be great. Uh, I know, like, a lot of people, they always say, like, oh, I'm so sick of remasters and remakes and all this kind of stuff. But any chance I can play, like, a great game on a newer system, yeah, yeah I'll take it. Like, I don't I don't care if I have to spend 20 bucks to buy Onimusha again. Onimusha was great. I'll gladly play it again. Don't want to hook up a PS2 to do it. No. So, uh, yeah, more remasters and remakes, please. Especially more Onimusha games. Because I would really like to see more of them. Nice. What about you, John? What did you give a second chance to this year? Um, I played not much of it, but when uh, Let's Go came out initially on Let's Go Pikachu and Eevee came out on the Switch, I played Joe's copy. And I was just like, yeah, this is not fun. Like, this is just Pokemon Go, but like weirder not in the real world Fan- yeah but fancier like yeah okay. when it takes the fun thing out of pokemon go which was like walking around in the real world and catching pokemon yeah well but- and i was like all excited for the like the, the pokeball i mean I, I didn't have a switch at the time so i i wasn't gonna buy one but like you could put it a pokemon in it and it was like a pokewalker and it could yeah. talk i mean we'd had uh i think an eevee on an episode at one point because joe kept hitting the button all the time it's true um and then recently right before shield came out i borrowed joe's copy of eevee and played it and didn't realize it was pokemon yellow just Mm. remade or didn't remember that i had been told that at one point yeah um which just made it uh, a simpler way to play yellow again it 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 does make it slightly easier like uh i said about shield earlier um but it still was a fun game i i would have played more of it if shield hadn't come out um but obviously my attention has moved onto that but i will go back and play it eventually um just because yellow was one of my favorite pokemon games nice yeah uh all right it's we've we've come down to it now it is time for us to reveal our number one overall game of the years um i'll jump in first just because mine has already been on both of your lists um your number five game of Link's awakening is my game of the year oh wow uh reason being and i think this is why it ranks higher for me than it did for you guys is i had never played it before so this was my first time going through and not only did i thoroughly enjoy it um i it also like made me remember that i love top down zelda games oh yeah of course (laughs) because i like Growing up, I remember, like, I played the original Zelda. Like, I that was really the only one I had played until Ocarina, just because that's where my, like, gaming history was. And so, like, I always held a real soft spot for Ocarina in terms of, like, I really love that game. It was my favorite Zelda game. I don't know if it still is, but I then forgot that I, like, liked the OG Zelda and that, like, top-down Zelda mm-hmm. gameplay um in a different way because it's still zelda but it's a different kind of zelda and i forgot how much that i liked those kinds of zelda games um and so like it was a new experience for me 
it looked amazing. It played amazing. It was like fun to go and traverse the world. It had everything that I want from like a top-down Zelda game. And then it made me want to go back and buy the other top-down Zelda games that I missed out on. Like we went to the retro game thing and I was like, I'm on the hunt for Game Boy games. Oh, yeah. Like, let me go get some of those older Zelda games. Like I haven't gone back to play them, but like I'm excited that I have them now to be able to go play them. Mm -hmm. um, and so where I think some of the shine was taken out because you guys knew you were going to like it. You knew what to expect. Nothing was new for you. All of this was new for me. And so I think that's why it jumped so much higher of like, I didn't want to put it down. Uh, I did put it down and didn't finish it, but like, I know where it ranks, even though like I, like, right, you have one, I have one, one thing boss. left to do. Uh, and I, I, that's not going to disappoint or move it below any of the other ones on my list. Um, so for me, uh, Link's Awakening is is my game of the year. Nice. Uh, what about you guys? Which one of you wants to go first? Well, mine Second, has also been on the list. So okay. uh, my number one is uh, Sekiro: Shadows Die Twice. Okay. Um, I may think this is my favorite game of all time. Also. Ooh. Wow. Yeah. Like, I mean, you gushed like nonstop about it, so that doesn't surprise me in the slightest. And like, I have like a narrative with that game personally that like I started off because you hated it. it at first. Yeah, you I were hated thinking it. about returning it. Yeah, I I was like, I can't get it. Uh, like, it, you know, it, it just didn't click with me. And then like the the stupid meme of get good just had to click. And then once it clicked, I was like, shit, this is phenomenal. Yeah. And it's like right in my wheelhouse because it's everything I like about, you know, Japanese culture and like it's got the whimsical kind of like magic y stuff to it as well. Um, and like I played the ever living crap out of it and I couldn't like I dreamed in Sekiro for a while. Uh, when I was at work, all I wanted to do home like was go home and like finish it. Uh, I played it three times or well, 2.5 times um, to get the platinum out of it. And it's like I think it's one of my crowning achievements in modern gaming but if anything it's it's got to be my favorite game of all time which is i mean I've, I've played a lot of games but yeah uh i don't think i've ever felt as rewarded like personally playing a game than i did with sekiro so yeah because there's something to be said for getting over the fact that like it was so hard at the beginning that you just didn't enjoy it like you knew you wanted to. Right. Every part of you was saying, like, this is a game I should love. Right. This is a game that should be absolutely for me. Um, and that, like, first week and a half or whatever where it wasn't. And we are just like, I guess stick with it. Like, I don't know. Like, because I hadn't played it. Joe mm -hmm. had played it. And he was like, stick with it. Like, it's good. And then, like, the, the that level of satisfaction from having it click, like, that's that's got to be the most amazing feeling. So, oh, yeah. For sure. No surprise there that it's your game of the year. Yeah. Um. Not like not even that surprising that it might be your favorite game of all time. Right? Yeah, that's just like a really exciting thing that like I'm like I'm happy for you that that mm -hmm. went that way because I don't think it would have it probably still would have been your game of the year if you had just clicked with it from the beginning and ran through it. Right. But that extra level of like oh damn I really I did something here like, yeah that's really cool yeah and it's like it's just it, it is a crowning achievement for me. I mean it sounds cheesy but like no, at the same but... time like it I feel rewarded by experiencing the game in the way that it's supposed to be experienced yeah um and yeah i i it's just i can't say enough good stuff about it i it's also um saying a lot that i do want to go back and replay it even though i've now played it three times yeah. like i i've i've looked at it on my shelf because i have like a whole shelf with the collector's edition stuff on it and i'm just being like yeah that's such a good game like i just want to go revisit the world again which i don't do very often in general just in things i don't often rewatch like tv shows or reread books or anything like mm -hmm. that so 
Well, let me borrow it while you're gone, so I don't have to deprive oh, you of wanting to play it yes. while you're here. <laughs> yeah, it's it's, just it's yours over the two weeks. Going like you're doing it wrong, you're doing yeah. it wrong. <laughs> yeah, yeah. But I also don't want him to be like, oh shit, you're playing it now. I want to play it again. Uh, yeah, and th- yeah, yeah. I'm gonna come back and I'm gonna be like, damn, how much do you like it? Yeah. Can I borrow it back now? <laughs> yeah, exactly. Because if you were sitting here watching me play, you'd be like, okay, can can it be my turn now? Like it's, it's my game. Give it back. <laughs> no, I can do it. Just give, just yeah. give it to me. Well, this and that's is my what, crowning like, achievement. <laughs> it was also like a, a social thing, like. Joe and I became friends over this. Joe and I became friends over playing Sekiro, (laughs) but like I would go over, over, I'd usually hang out with Joe's on the weekends and, uh, there was like one boss that he couldn't do. Um, the polearm guy. Oh yeah. Yeah. Uh, like he just couldn't figure it out. And then like, it was like fun also showing him how to like parry it. But then I didn't kill the guy. I was just like, all right, I'm going to die. And I'll, I'll like, I'll show you what you should have to do. And like, then I think you ended up having no problem with him maybe a couple days later i don't think you got him on that time but i mean it was just a fun social experience as well rather than and it's a single player game it's it's interesting to have a fun social experience on something you're not playing multiplayer on yeah and then there were like multiple endings so it was like oh like what did you get for this yeah and how did you get to this ending there yeah like oh this happened for you that didn't happen for me Yeah, yeah there was something i played it three times and there's something that joe experienced that still i hadn't um like there's a big boss that you find out that is something else and i was just like oh Oh, shit um but it never popped up in my game so whatever dialogue tree or whatever stuff he did to lead to that i just either didn't do or it didn't happen in the right sequence or anything like that yeah um so there's still stuff that i didn't experience entirely nice yeah that's really exciting Mm -hmm. what about you joe what uh what got your motor running in 2019 uh, my game of the year is Resident Evil 2. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you said you had an idea of what it would be. Uh, I guess it seemed pretty obvious that this would be the one. Uh, Resident Evil 2, uh, the original Resident Evil 2 on the PlayStation 2, uh, is one of my greatest games of all time. Uh, definitely in my top three best games of all time. Um, it, it was the reason I bought a PlayStation in the first place. Uh, me and my friend split a PlayStation so I could play Resident Evil 2 uh, and he could play Re- or Final Fantasy 7. So he bought Final Fantasy 7. I bought Resident Evil 2 and Resident Evil 1 to, to get caught up on it. Yeah. Um, but uh, fuck, it is just a perfect remake of, of a game. Um, they uh, Capcom was able to take something that, like I said, was already like a very well-regarded, well-treasured game and improve on it in every sense of the word uh, to create a, a near-perfect masterpiece, in my opinion. Um, they were able to uh, expand on the story in ways that uh, fit completely uh, to tie different aspects of the universe together uh, that made absolute sense, um, and then also just make it look gorgeous, make it control great, uh, make it just fucking fun. Um, and it's the, one of the few games that I went back and beat multiple, multiple times. I beat this game five times, I think, in the course of a year. I just kept wanting to play it again and again and again. It was one of those games where, like, the minute the credits finished rolling, I said, all right, again. Yeah. Uh, and it, it, oh, once again, it was one of those games where there are multiple ways to play through the game. Mm-hmm. So, you know, it gave you a more of a reason to want to do it, but, um... Christ, it was just, I mean, like I said, it was, they took one of my favorite games and they made it even better. Uh, we talked a couple weeks ago about how it has already surpassed the original mm-hmm. version of the game um, in sales, uh, which is 
you know, entirely deserving. Uh, I can't wait for Resident Evil 3 remake to come because if they do even half a good job as this one, it will still be great at that point. And that one has multiplayer. <laughs> I mean, I don't really care. <laughs> I just want to play through the story. Again. Well, and like yeah. you and I played the tofu parts a bunch of times too, mm-hmm. trying to get through that. Did you ever beat that? I mean, I beat it. Uh, I, I beat the like first two versions of it, but it's one of those things where every time you beat it, it unlocks another version yeah, of like, yeah. different other stuff. Because you and I were trying to beat it. Yeah. And... Uh, I wasn't able to beat all of those because they got significantly harder as time went on. Yeah. Um, and yeah, that would be a, a thing that would I would like to go back again. But like even even then, so like I played it on the Xbox and I like uh, did everything I could on the Xbox, and then was like, hey, you know, I could buy it on the PlayStation, <laughs> you know, and yeah. just play it all again on PlayStation. And get trophies for it. Yeah, yeah, and then yeah, like so I was like, all right, I got all the achievements. Like now I can just go through and get all the trophies and mm-hmm. stuff. Um, but yeah, fuck, they just they knocked it out of the fucking park with that one. This has been a banger year for Capcom, like. They've a resurgence of yeah, incredible oh, yeah. proportions. Yeah, yeah. Uh, they, they're just doing everything right as of right now. Uh, and uh, I'm fucking glad because Capcom is one of my, like, you know, favorite companies yeah. in terms of the amount of great games that they have put out that I have greatly enjoyed. Mm-hmm. Uh, so I'm really glad that Capcom, Capcom is having this, like, you know, resurgence era. Yeah. I think all you wish is Capcom, isn't it? Yeah. 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 yeah it's a, I mean, it was just Resident Evil, but. Uh, Samurai instead. Uh, Devil May Cry, you mean? No. No, Devil May Cry was just Resident Evil, but with Devil May Cry. Well, Devil May, or Devil May Cry was just Resident Evil. <laughs> it was Evil supposed to be Resident skins. Evil, yeah. so I guess, yeah. You're, yeah. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, uh-huh. yeah. 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 So not that different. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah. This, uh, like, you know, Devil May Cry 5 was also great. Monster mm-hmm. Hunter World was also great. Uh, so, yeah. Capcom's just been doing great. Uh, and I. I just want them to now remake every single Resident Evil game. Like <laughs> I mean, they're, doing, John... they're doing three, so I'm like, okay, Code Veronica, one. Uh, you know, you already remade it one time, remake it in this engine now. Yeah. Uh, fucking remake the fucking shitty offshoot games. Just remake Resident, Resident Evil Gaiden. Yeah, Resident Evil Gaiden, Resident Evil Survivor, Resident Evil Dead Aim. Oh, God, don't, don't remake Dead Aim. In a new engine, just do it. Do it all. Remake everything. Yeah, you can like fix I all said, the problems. Like, you can make it. Make it VR. Yeah. I mean, fucking Resident Evil 7 in VR works fantastically. Yeah. 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 Uh, and also get around to 8 at some point. Yeah, and yeah, I would also still yeah. like to get 8 If we could just there. do that. Or 7 too, or whatever you want to do. Something. Just, yeah, give, give me more. Give yeah. me more new, but also plenty of old that's new again. Mm-hmm. So... There you go. What an exciting time in 2019. Yeah, I think it was a. I think it was a great year overall. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, I mean, the, the choice between Sekiro and Resident Evil was yeah. a very very hard one for me. That the, was the one that like I agonized over. The second you said Sekiro was your number two, I was like, okay, well that makes sense. I know what his number one is. Yeah, now. yeah. Um, but like it, it's not wrong to have gone the other way. And honestly, it probably would have been on my list too. But I just didn't get around. You didn't like, get time. I made it. I made a specific superlative award just to say that <laughs> I wanted to play it because yeah. it seems like it's a, a great thing. Yeah. So, um, yeah. I mean, overall, there's a ton of games that we got to that we didn't get to. Um, so I think 2019 was a, a great year for games. I think there's plenty of things that like we're still wanting to play or play mm-hmm. again. Um, so nothing but, nothing but good things to say about the games that came out this year. 
Um, so, but plenty to look ahead to uh, next year in 2020, which we'll be doing on next week's episode, uh, which we did already record. So it's a little out of order for us, but um, get ready for that. That'll be our look ahead to the first half of 2020. Though we already know at this point, uh, as we're recording this, that some of our info that we have is missing <laughs> from next wrong. week's. <laughs> Uh, where some games got release dates of, of things that we are definitely excited for, like Ghost of Tsushima uh, got announced as a area that we would probably have talked about it on next week's show. Um, but stay tuned for that. Obviously, um, this will kind of wrap things up. Is there anything you guys want to say about the year 2019 in games? I thought it was a pretty good year. Uh, when I went back and like looked at my thing, like I said, there was a lot of games that I was like, oh shit, Like whittling this down to top five is going to be harder. Like, other years I've had to, like, struggle to fill five. Yeah. This year it was like, fuck, I got, like, eight or nine games, you know, on that list. And a bunch of ones that would have been on it had I had a chance to, like, you know, finish them or yeah. play them some more. Yeah. I mean, there was even a couple of games that, like, didn't come out this year, but, like, I played a ton of. Like, I got Steep as a free PlayStation Plus game in January, and I played that for, what, three months straight? Mm-hmm. Just, like, challenge after challenge. Uh, you know, we, I just got the... The motocross game that I played for, you know, a good week straight and only put down just to try to get to some other things. Like I wanted to try to finish up before the end of the year and didn't end up getting to like control. Um, but that's going to be a game I'm going to put a ton of time into um, when like when I get the time again to do so. Yeah. I'm going to get back into steep once winter sports season comes around. Like it's already snowing a ton. I know. But like once Christmas is over, then it really feels like a like a lull of like themes yeah uh like star wars will be over i'll you know people my friends will go skiing and snowboarding like it'll be a thing where i'm like oh yeah i kind of want to get back into to steep so like i there was no shortage of thing of awesome things to play both new and old this year Mm -hmm. so uh pretty good john you got a new console this year that was exciting yeah so it's uh it was a good it was a good year and i think next year will be just as good um, but that'll do it then uh, for this week's episode of the Broken Clock Podcast Gamescast. Remember, you can find the Gamescast every Monday morning at 9 a.m. on Google Play, iTunes, Podbean, Stitcher, and Spotify. You can also find us on Facebook and Twitter at Broken Clock Pods. So let us know what your games of the year were. Let us know what uh, any games that you thought fell into these superlative categories that you played a little bit of, didn't play enough of, didn't get to play, hated tried it again anything that you that you saw there for those superlative awards let us know uh your versions of those on facebook and twitter at broken clock pods uh, but once again for the broken clock podcast games cast my name is adam i'm joe and i'm johnny and thanks so much for listening merry christmas it's christmas right it's christmas okay merry christmas in two days it's christmas yeah merry christmas everybody <laughs>